Woo! Praise the Lord, amen. Man, I'm telling you what, man, it's just like every time, it's just like, man, that was insane. You know, just, you know, the whole time they were just singing, I don't know, I, was, I had to go, I have a paper bag on the other side. I had to just kind of just breathe through, man, just to kind of get back right where I can even talk because it's just so amazing to be, to recognize, you know, or at least lean into the possibility that you're in the presence of God, man. You know what I mean? And just to, when, I, when I recognize that, it just blows me away, you know, and... Uh, Man, it's just good leadership right there. So praise the Lord, man, for these guys, right? Come on, man. Welcome to the church, amen? Right on. I totally forgot my deodorant today, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, I just realized it back there. I'm like, wait, what the heck's going on here? Oh, man, so don't get too close. Just a warning, all right? <laughs> so check this out, man. Uh, often I get an opportunity uh, uh, to... Uh, to, uh, and and, and that the privilege is what I like to call it, and even the honor to uh, go and uh, speak into our local recovery centers and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, then the, the places up here, it's just it's such an honor to be invited in there and, uh, and uh, you know, to be able to talk to them and, and, you know, just about, you know, leadership, about faith, about my faith and, and stuff like that. But one of the first things I like pointing out uh, to these guys, man, when I go in there, is that they're all leaders. You know what I mean? It catches them off guard. You know, I, I, I go in there and I just let everybody know, man, look at I just want to let you know that I believe that every one of you are leaders here right now, right? <clears throat> and they're looking at me kind of strange, right? And, and they, you, know, you know, a couple of them have said before, well, if I was a leader, I wouldn't even be here right now. And I told them it's because, <laughs> that you're, 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 it's because you're a leader that you remain here. Because I walk over to the door and I go, look, man, it opens. There's no locks on these doors. You're choosing to remain here. You're choosing to make a difference. You're choosing, all right, to, to greater good, and you're demonstrating powerful leadership through your humility and self-control. It's quite amazing, all right? Yes, it's a good place to clap for these guys because they're, just, they're doing this. Many of them are here right now, all right, and they need that encouragement, but I truly believe, all right, that they're not only leading themselves, but they're leading everyone around them. Because everyone, everyone that is even in those facilities are questioning whether or not their lives are going to be changed this time around. Right? And it's not too far from us. You see, you too are demonstrating amazing leadership right this moment. You know, you know by, by choosing a way of life or at least looking into a way of life that requires intentionality, that requires perseverance and also requires humility and self-control. It's pretty amazing. I've seen some of the strongest men and women that I've ever met, you know, just who have been knocking it out of the park, you know, as according to the world standards, you know what I mean, with, with business and, 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 and accomplishments and, and possessions and stuff like that. But then I watch them give their lives to Christ and I see them just come and be amazed, man, at the wonder and just wonder in amazement at the faith of a young girl, at the faith of a young guy, a young boy, just blown away. There's something, there's just something about following Christ that demands strength, strength that can only be found in our submission. It's kind of crazy, Right? And this not only amazes us, but it amazes 
a watching world, a world that is watching to see if we're really serious about this. It not only amazes the world around us, but it also leads the world as well. And it's pretty crazy, right? Like, like when, I, when, I, when I call you guys, because I believe you're all leaders, and when I look into the audience and I say, man, you're a leader, how many of you are looking around right now for somebody with a title? And you're like, who are you talking to? How many of you are looking around right now with somebody with some authority thinking, you must be talking to somebody else, man, because I am not a leader. You led yourself here this morning, all right, to hear a message that is extremely dangerous, all right? <laughs> all right, praise the Lord, right? You have. Hey, you know, but, but, but just to kind of clarify, even Jesus himself, look at what he said. Let me pray real quick before I read this. Father, we just give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. I pray, Lord God, right now, we got a lot of walls up, Lord. Every one of us come with walls, walls against that person, that person, some walls against you sometimes. And Father, even walls against the, you know, the, the image that we see in the mirror. And I just pray in the name of Christ, Lord, you just help us just kind of break those walls down right now, or at least just move them aside so we can hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Check this out, man. Here's what Jesus said. This is exactly what he said about this situation. So check this out. Jesus himself said in Matthew 28, 18, he says, he says you know, because if you're still looking around for somebody with authority, right? You know what I mean? Wait, you know, you're a leader. Wait, no, you're talking about somebody with authority. Check this out. All right, Jesus himself said, all right, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, has been given to me. This is what Jesus said. All authority has been given to Christ. And look what he does. He gives it right to you. Look what he says. He says, well, go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, right? He says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He is telling you, man. He's not just telling the pastor. He's not just telling the, this person or that leader or that person. He's telling you, all right? If you have given your life to Christ, if you recognize, all right, the, 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 that he has given his life for you, he's telling you, man, to go and, man, to change the world, that's what he's telling you. How many are you just satisfied with the world as is right now? Anybody? Hey, I'm pretty good with it. You know what I mean? No. All right, there's always something that's just kind of irritating us, right? And he says, well, then go, man, and make disciples, baptizing them. He's telling you and me to do this. And then look at verse 20. This is where we trip out. Right? Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. You're like, man, I'm not a teacher. All right? You know what I mean? I'm not a preacher. I don't know if I could do this. This is quite a lot. I don't know enough. Everybody ever tell yourself? Ever tell yourself, I just don't know enough to talk about this. Look what he said. He says, teach them everything I have commanded you. So what have you, you recognized that God has told you? Even if it's just one thing, teach somebody that one thing, man. That's what he's saying. He said, teach everybody. He said, teach, teach what I've commanded you. And he's like, man, I'm not even going to leave you alone. He says, behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Somebody used to use that as an excuse for not flying in airplanes because some translations say, lo, I am with you. <laughs> anyways, all right, so anyways, I know that was so stupid, man. The first time I heard that, I thought, that is so stupid, and I can't believe I just said it. Anyways, <laughs> here's what I know, man. Sorry about that. All right. <laughs> The one with ultimate authority has given you and me authority to change the world. Not to go around and slap people around with our Bibles, but to change the world. How, man? Because we are called to be the world's greatest leaders because we lead people to the, to, to the creator of the universe. 
and redemption that can only be found in Christ. Nobody else is coming for you, man. Right? Just Jesus. But this leadership, and here's what I want you to remember today, because we're going to, it's going to get crazy. Some of the scripture we're reading, are going to go, what? I didn't know that was in there. This is crazy. I don't know if I can handle this. All right, anyways, we're going to get there. But I want you to recognize this leadership must always be led by love. This leadership must always be led by love. Where we're at today is going to require a review of last week. I'm not going to review the sermon, but I want to review the text. You know, if you haven't been around here or if you've been here, you know that we're going through the book of Luke. All right, and we've just been going, man, just, just section by section, chapter by chapter, some verse by verse, all right? And uh, so last week, <clears throat> we, um, we're in Luke chapter 12, verse 35, and today we're in uh, all the way to, to verse 48. But let me just kind of review the scripture, just, what, what, just set the scene, man. This is a historical event. This actually happened. There's no way we can say this didn't happen because it's been proven by people who don't know Jesus, don't care about Jesus, and people who love Jesus alike. It's been proven as a history. We're, talking, we're reading out of a history book, all right, that it just happens to be God's word, <laughs> all right? So it's kind of crazy. And so at the scene, man, Jesus was surrounded by thousands of people. It took place on real dirt, real place, real people were surrounding him. And they were just crowding around, man, and he was just preaching. And he was just talking to all these people. And so people were just writing it down. All right, and we come to this part where he's just saying to the whole crowd, he says, look at what he said this last week is what we have. And then we'll kind of go into verse 41 where he starts this week. All right, stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. All right, and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they can open the door to him at once. And when he comes in and knocks, blessed are those servants, right? Those leaders, you know, whom, whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service have them recline at the table, and he will come and serve them. And if he comes at the second watch or the third watch and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, if the master of the house had, had known what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. So you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at, a, at an hour you don't expect. And Peter, all right, he, he, he just jumps out and just says, man, Lord, are you, are you telling this parable for us? Or for everyone. You know, here's the problem, man, a lot of times. Either sometimes we just think we're too good and this has got to be for somebody else, right? Right? Or, or, or we're, just, we're just knocking it out of the park so he got to be talking to me because ain't nobody else trying to hear, right? And we fall into these categories and I think both are a mistake. And so if we were to ask the question to Jesus right here, man, Jesus, are you talking to me or are you talking to everyone? You know what he would have said? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. We've been like, what? It was a yes. With them or me? Yeah. Me? Yeah. What about them? Yeah. So them or me? No, there's no, no or, right? Hey, here's what I know, man. If God is talking to me, then I'm accountable to that conversation. All right? Think about that. If you knew that the creator of the universe, of time and space, of the air that you breathe, was talking directly to you, wouldn't you want to pay attention? All right? Wouldn't you feel accountable to, the, to, to, to that conversation? And Jesus just says, you know what? He goes on and he says, check this out. And the Lord said, who then is the, 
is the faithful and wise manager, the leader whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time. He's basically saying, look, man, you got to figure this out. He said, lose the us, lose the them, because there is no us in them. There's just God. And ask plainly, God, what are you, what are you saying to me? And if, you're, if you have enough guts to ask God, what are you telling me? Then you need to have a follow-up question with that. What do you want me to do about that? One of my favorite questions in the world. What are you, what are you going to do about that? All right? You know, we're accountable for what we know. We, you know, we're, we're accountable to this. And if I know that God is talking to me, then I'm accountable to that conversation. And he says, who then is the, is the faithful and wise manager? And we're, we're like, okay, what is a faithful? In other words, faith-filled, all right, and therefore faithful. I'm basically working out in my daily life what I know to be true about Jesus and his kingdom and for his glory. So Jesus is actually telling us that this is for you, all right? And you are for him. And you are for everyone around you. You see, we, we, we get it all twisted, man. This life was really never intended to just be all yours. We are here in love to be loved and to love, amen? So we're here, man. So I can't stand it when I see people call themselves Christians as being ugly. I was like, where's the love, man? Because Christ is just completely, completely. Is there truth? Yes, we're going to see it, and it's going to freak you out here in a minute. But anyways, all right, because it gets a little crazy. But here's what he says. He says, basically, he's telling us that everyone who knows Christ is a leader. And this applies to everyone who calls themselves his. And the truth is simply this, that, that, that if, if you've given your life to Christ, you have taken the ultimate step forward. It's as if you ever been in one of those lines, maybe back in school or something like that, or ever seen those lines, man, everybody's in a line, or in youth, or hanging out with a kid, and everybody gets in a line. If you believe this, then step forward. Or if you want to be this thing, step forward. You've ever been in one of those lines, man, where everybody all of a sudden steps back instead of you, and you're just standing out there, all right? <laughs> He's basically saying, you know what? Take a step forward. And my question is, are you stepping? How have you stepped forward into this? Into, you know, because we, we think that I just received Jesus, man, and I'm feeling really good about this. No, man, it's time to get busy and change the world in love for Christ. That's what he's saying, man. I was, I was talking to uh, my homeboy, uh, Robert, uh, the other day. Uh, yeah, right on. Robert Evans, man, and uh, we were in my driveway the other day just hanging out, and we're just kind of sitting in the back of his truck talking, and um, out of nowhere, he just points to this, this, this building in my backyard that we worked on a couple of years ago, a few years ago, actually, and he just points, and he says, dude, I was on that roof right there. I was on the pinnacle of that roof, right, when I just shouted out to God, and I was like, when did that happen? We were all there. 
There was a bunch of us there, man, and that was the first time I met Robert. He had came with a bunch of brothers, man. They came, they were helping me build something in my backyard, all right, and it was just, everybody was there, man, and we were just doing man stuff, right? You know, not just man stuff, because I've seen women do stuff probably even better sometimes, all right? all right? And we were just cutting stuff up, building stuff, you know, hammering things, smacking around. I just do, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to that, so I'm actually just hitting stuff, right, kicking around, cutting things I shouldn't be cutting, all right, just to make it look like I belong, you know what I mean? All right, anyways, we're all doing that right and and he was just he 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 hadn't he hadn't been around this is the first time I met him like I said and and he said he was up on the pinnacle surrounded by these men of God just loving God loving one another and building stuff and I had this song on by Beck I don't know it's not a real Christian song it's called loser all right <laughs> anyways I had the song playing and he said he heard it, man. There was this line in there. I think it was, everything's going to change. Is that what he said? Everything's going to change. And he said, I yelled from the top of my, on, on, that, on that pinnacle of your, of your building right there, everything's going to change. That's what he said. And I was like, man, that's crazy. And I had another brother there. His name was Dennis Mason. He was there helping us build. And you got to love this guy, man, because he's just that one guy. I remember seeing Dennis. He came to church one day, and I invited him to the house. So I said, man, why don't you come over to my house? Man, we're going to talk about God and have some fun and eat some food and stuff like that. And he's like, all right. You know what I mean? I'm going to go to the pastor's house and do that. All right? And so anyways, he did. And, man, we just fell in love with each other, man. He's my brother. And he was there building, and I guess they knew each other since, since like, you know, grade school and stuff. And he was tripping, and, he, and Dennis invited him. He says, hey, I'm getting baptized this weekend. You should come and check it out. And so we brought Dennis here, man, and uh, we had to hold him underwater for about a half hour because he was been, you know, crazy, all right? But it was good. But Robert sat up front, man, and he was like, man, he, he told me, man, he said that, that I was watching this, and I thought, man, if, if he can do it, why can't I? If he can follow Jesus, not just talking about being, if you can follow Christ like this, why can't I? Why can't I? And he said at that moment, he chose to follow Christ completely, you know, with his whole life. And if you know Robert, yeah, 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 yeah. If you know Robert, man, then you know, then that's the true story. He totally is in love with Jesus, right? And if you don't know Robert, do yourself a favor and get to know him because he's pretty awesome, right? And Jesus says this, and he said, and he said, blessed is that servant whom his master will find doing so when he comes, man, you know, taking care of business, taking care of the house, man. This is the house he left us in, man. And we, he wants to see us taking care of one another. He's saying, blessed are you, man. You're blessed when you know his voice and even more blessed when you obey his voice. All of us have been called to serve, man, and get involved, man, and to, and to serve humanity and serve by, you know, by serving God. Whether it's a little or a lot, you're still here to be these servant leaders, of the planet. There are no passive spectators to the story right here, right? It's pretty awesome because not too long after that baptism, me and Dennis, uh, well, I, I, got, I got invited to go speak at a, at a recovery event down in Phoenix. And I asked Dennis if he wanted to roll with me. He was like, yeah, I'm about that. And I took him down, and we're at this big church down there in, uh, in Phoenix, man, and they had all these... You know, these people there for recovery things happening and stuff like that. And, and uh, I, I got there and I introduced myself to the people that invited me. Uh, one guy knew me <clears throat> and, the other, and the other asking me. And I started introducing Dennis to everybody. And then they, they looked at me and they go, oh, this is awesome. Is he going to speak too? And I said, yeah, he is. 
<laughs> as a matter of fact. And Dennis looked at me, man, white as a ghost, man. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's going to speak. He's going to, you should, you should hear this dude. I'm not even kidding. He's going to knock it out of the park. And, and, and brother, man, he just went up there and, uh, man, he just shared his heart. I didn't tell him on the way there to prepare anything. He just shared his heart, man. And it just, I truly believe that God used him. I mean, he, I believe he used both of us, but man, he used him so powerfully, so magnificently. I just seen lives that were just changed by the testimony that he gave, and it was pretty amazing. Right? And that's pretty awesome. And I don't know if you know that, that Robert, actually, he's uh, the head of our security team here. He makes sure that your babies are safe. Right? And that you're safe. He actually protects me too. All right? Praise the Lord, right? <laughs> but it was crazy because I was having this conversation with Robert and he says, you know what? And it just came, something, this sentence just came, and I had to write it down. It just came out of his heart. And he just said, man, I just want to love everybody I see. And I thought that was a huge statement coming from just a man. All right? And even a man's man. He said, I want to love everyone. Well, first he said, I think he said, I want to love everyone who walks in that door. And I said, so you can care less about the rest of humanity? He said, no, no, no. No, I didn't tell him that. Um, He said, I just want to love everyone I see. Because leadership must always be led by love. Amen? I was just asked to. And if these guys can do it, why can't you? Amen? That's a good place for an amen over on this side. Amen? amen. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> and Jesus says this. It's going to get crazy now, right? Here we go. All right. Jesus says this. Truly I say he will set him over all his possessions. And he just got through saying earlier in his talk to this huge crowd, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So we have been set over God's household, and he placed this household for now, right, in the middle of this planet, all right? And, but, but he, so, and so we are in this planet. We're just not of this planet. I know that's kind of like a play on words, but seriously, we are here to change the world, not to be changed by the world. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's pretty amazing. If you're led by Christ... You're going to lead others to Jesus with Jesus. And like we shared last week, man, this requires prayer. Prayer, man, this this submissive, man, just like, yeah, when I'm all yours, help me see what what you see. And I love how... the Apostle Paul wrote a letter to this young pastor named Timothy who was, who, who was overseeing a church in, in this crazy town, this big old port city, all kinds of craziness going on in this town. And here's what he tells him, man. He tells him, first of all, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, he says, first of all, I, I want to urge that supplications, that, 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 that asks, that requests, and prayers, and intercessions, praying on behalf of other people, and thanksgiving, just thanking God, man, for the air that you're breathing, if, if not anything else. Be made for all people. And I want you to just pray for you, man. I want you to pray for everyone else. I love that we have this prayer wall back in there in the corner. All right, it was out there last week, and it was just filled with prayers last week, and we were praying for those prayers. 
every week, man, these prayers are going to be purposely prayed over. We have a prayer team that actually comes here in the middle of the week, and this is what they do. You want to talk about real leadership, real strength, real power of God? Is when this, these men and women come here, and they don't even know you, man, and they're praying over these issues for you and your families and whatever's taking place. They're doing exactly what it says right here, all right, that, that I urge that, you know, the prayers and interception and thanksgiving be made for all people, even for kings and you know, who are people who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men. Christ Jesus, who himself owned the position, his position as Savior, and, and he led in love. And leadership must always be led by love. When we stop loving, man, well, our leadership only leads to serve ourselves. Have you ever recognized that? When we are not loving, all of our leadership expressions only are out there to, 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 to serve ourselves. And man, good luck with that. Because it doesn't change anything. It does not change the world. It does not lead the world. Check it out. He says this, and this, this is where it gets nuts. All right. I'm just going gonna, gonna to read through some of this, and we'll come back. You're going to be like, wait, wait, what, what? Wait, okay, well, check this out. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming, all right, and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, basically this dude's master was really never his master, all right, is what he's saying. He was his own master because, you know what, basically I want to challenge you to this point right here, man. If, 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 if you're just, um, you know, if you're just here working for a paycheck, all right, you're missing the point because, you know, God, you know, you're like, God is late with my check, man, and I'm out of here. God isn't handing out checks. He's not handing out attaboys, you know what I mean? He's like, he's like you know, here, you, you went and did this, guess what? Here's new furniture for your house. Great, go, great, go. All right, you did this. All right, cool, here's a brand new car, all right? That's not how God rolls. If that's all you're expecting, man, you know what? Where's my, where's my, where's my, where's my return on all this investment, Lord? God said, I made that payment way before you even started investing through my son, Jesus. God isn't handing out checks, man. This is about love. This is all about love. Love for our Father lived out in our love for other people. You, I don't know what you're thinking, man. Some of you are thinking, man, you know what? I, I, I do love people, and I've been loving people where, way before I even looked at God. I want to challenge you to think about something, man. I say you never really can know what love is without God. Love is perfected from him. Love is perfected in him, and love is perfected through him. I've told you before, man, I didn't even know how to love my family until I gave my life to Christ. I always thought I was loving them. I used to make the statements, you know what? I will die for my family. I will die for my wife. I will die for my kids. I'll die for my mom. You know what I mean? But then I got challenged with the question, yeah, but will you live for them? That's a different, that's a, that's a different expression of love. 
I love God. Yeah, but will you live for God? It's a way different expression of love. Look what he says. And some of you have heard this um, the scripture read at weddings only. Maybe it was read at your wedding, all right? But, you know, and it's great, and I love that it is because it's really, really helpful, all right, to, to, to look at this stuff right here. But God didn't write this down and say, hey, at all your, I wrote this down just for weddings. No, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, here's what he says. And he was going to tell us a little bit about love. I, I, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I'm a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries, but, and, and, and all knowledge, and I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing, all right? If I give away all that I have and deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing, all right? Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy, it doesn't boast, it's not arrogant, it's not rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. That's why I always trip out on the statement when somebody says, I just don't love you anymore. Well, I don't know if you ever did then. Love was, a, it was, it was embodied in Christ and can only happen in and from and through Jesus. Our leadership must always be led by love. All right, you ready? There it goes. Okay. Don't throw nothing, all right? Jesus said this. I will do my best to work with you on this, but here we go. And the master of that servant will come back when he's, when he's, when he's just not loving his, his people, when he's beating people and, you know, and all that stuff and just getting drunk and not caring about, you know, just kind of giving up on humanity. He says, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect them and at that hour that he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. Real quickly, this is not a warning. This is the truth. Yeah, hold on. And that servant who knew his master's will will, but did not get ready or act according to his will receive a severe beating. And I know what you're thinking right now, man. You're like, man, that doesn't sound very loving to me, right? I mean, it doesn't sound very loving. I mean, come on, let's be honest. It doesn't. But if you consider that the one telling the story, Jesus, is going, to not, not, is going to provide a way, the only way to avoid this from even happening by giving his life on a cross in just a short time after saying this, not too long after saying this, I would say that this is very loving. All right, he is saying this, right? And he's saying, look at man, it's not a warning. This is the truth, man, all right? But I'm getting ready to give my life on the cross. I'm getting ready to pay for it all, man, all right? And I extreme, that is the greatest expression of love that has ever been made. So don't get it twisted. God isn't sending anyone to hell. He wants to save everyone from hell. You see, here's, my, here's a big truth for you. Our sin is already taking us to hell, man. All right, it's just the way it is. <laughs> Hey, I don't hear a lot of smiles and claps and amens on that one, all right? Here's, here's the thing I've heard say before. How can a loving God, like I've told you this before, how can a loving God send people to hell? 
All right, he's not sending us to hell. We're already going to hell. He's trying to save us from hell. Our sin demands a payment, all right? Christ came and made the payment. Do you want to give, do you, do you want that payment? Do you want that payment? Yes or no, man, come on, where are you at? All right, hell is a real place. It's been prepared for the devil and his angels and anybody who does not want God at all. If you're trying to push your life completely away from God, why would he make you spend eternity with him? It's a hard truth, man. It's not a warning. It's just the truth. You know, he's saying, you know what? The guy says, you know what? What did he say earlier? He said, you know, my master is delayed and is coming. He's not coming. People are saying he's, he's not coming. He's just taking a long time. But here's what Second Peter says. But the Lord is not slow all right, to fulfill his promise to count some slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that anyone would perish like this, but that all should reach repentance. I ain't trying, God ain't trying to just come and just kind of just, you know what I mean? Just, ugh, that's not God. Jesus came, I didn't say that I didn't come to be served, all right? I came to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. And so we serve with Jesus for his glory. It's a big, it's a big difference, man. It's not, it's not about scaring people into heaven. It's revealing the truth about humanity right now, before God and eternity. And he's just kind of laying it down for us. And God's not wanting any of us to, to head in that direction. This is why I personally, man, when I see somebody heading for the gate of hell, man, that I know and that I have influence in their life, I'm gonna hold on to their leg, man. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. <coughs> come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's get away from that. Let me just love you. Because leadership is led by love. And finally, he said, but the one who did not know, who didn't, what deserved a beating? We receive a light beating. You're like, what is he talking about there? Well, we belong to our choice. Come on, man. Let's get real with this. We're not a bunch of babies here, man. We belong to our choice. And bad choices bring consequences, right? Come on, man. Who here has never made a bad choice? Anybody? All right. Oh, we got one. Yes, I know you. I know, dear. You never. I, I agree. All right. <laughs> All right. And every one of us have suffered consequences for our choices. He's just saying, look at man, if you know Christ, you don't have to suffer this major consequence. Look what he says. The, you know, the one who did not know but did what deserved beating received light beating just suffered some consequences, obviously. But everyone to whom much was given, of whom of him much will be required. And for him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand much more. Here's what I know, man, that all of us have been given something. The untapped potential, all right, in this room should freak us all out. Check this out. I heard a story about a guy who, uh, when he was a kid, 
he was just really, uh, he was failing in, in high school. He was in 11th grade, just totally failing in school, man. And just even failing at life. And he was just kind of struggling with, uh, with life and, and his choices, right? And um, he was ready to just drop out of it all. But he promised his mom he would take the SAT scores. You guys know what those are, right? And so he did. And his test course came back 1480 out of 1600. Yeah, 1480 out of 600. That's phenomenal. And his mom asked him, did you cheat? <laughs> Thanks for that encouragement, mom. You know what I mean? Did you cheat? <laughs> and he said, honestly, no, but I tried. All right? I just, the way the score, I just couldn't. The way it was set up, I just couldn't do it. And it's crazy because from that moment, he just, he just his, his, his mindset changed. And his senior year, man, he started going to class. He started knocking it out of the park. He started getting killer grades again or for the, for the first time. Went from there to community college, started knocking it out of community college, went into this other college after that. And today, you know, is, is this, this massive, you know, magazine entrepreneur just kind of really knocking it out of the park in life. 12 years later, he gets a letter stating that that year when they took the SAT scores, I think about 15 kids got the wrong score. <laughs> His score was literally, I think it was like a seven. What was it? It was like a, he got a seven. No. Uh, <laughs> His score was literally like 740. And people were asking him. He was quite successful now. And people were asking him, man, you know what? You know, is that what, did your whole life just change when you got that score? When you got that 1480 score? And he says, no, that's not when my life changed. My life changed when I started acting like a 1480. He said, my life changed when I started acting like I was a 1480. Changed everything. Do you know that God believes in you? Did you know that? Not like he is worshiping you, or that, not that kind of belief. But do you know that he believes in you? Enough to, to give you his son. Enough to give you his Holy Spirit, man. And enough to, to challenge you to lead the world. Do you know that God believes in you? What would change if you started not only knowing that, but acting like that? that you had a 1480 with God. What would change, man, if you just started acting like you knew this? What would change in your life? What would change in the way that you treat others? What would change in the way that you are, would move the kingdom of God forward? I want you to do something this week. All right, I have that little area of scripture out of... Uh, uh, I want you to read here, here, three things. Main one thing I want you to do, but but I want you to do it in this progression. All right, so stay with me. I want you number one. I want you to read that First Timothy chapter two verses one through two for the next seven days, and I'll just kind of remind you of what that was. First of all, then I urge you that supplications and prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people. For kings who are in high positions, and uh, you know as well, basically, and uh, that we may be able to lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. I want you to read that, just those two verses, man. And, and before you get involved in your Bible study or whatever you're doing for the day, I want you to do this right here. All right, 
So, so tomorrow, the first day, I want you to start thinking about this today. The second thing I want you to, I want to make it a list of three people who you struggle with the most. <laughs> Stay with me. All right, so you're, you're, you already know where this is going. You're going to read that area of Scripture, all right? And I want you to make a, a list of three people. Just keep it to yourself. Don't have to share this with nobody. This is between you and God. There's three people, man. They just, man, you know what? And I'm not talking three people that you just want to just like, you know, get crazy and annihilate or whatever. I'm just talking about three people that you're just having to struggle with the most. Maybe, maybe you're just like, man, they just, I don't know why they're not, or this hurt, and what, I don't know what the heck's going on in their life. You know, or why are they always doing this? I don't know. It's, I, want you to, I want you to make a list of those three people. And, I, and you got to get, search even if you have to, even if you're the most kind person, oh, I have no problem with anybody. Yeah, okay, now you have a problem with lying. So <laughs> think about it. All right, write down three people. And then, here it gets crazy. Begin each day this week praying for those three people. I don't want you to pray, God, make them a nicer, better person to me. Or, you know, God, if you would just, you know, just, man, make them stop being so stupid. Not love those kind of prayers. Pray for them. Pray for their life. Pray for success in their world. Pray for but th that they would know God. And just for the next seven days, I want you to do these three things. Well, this, that's number two, you'll only have to do once. But then the next seven days, repeat one and two. Well, I mean, one and three. And just see what changes. Just see what changes. You got that? It's pretty simple. First Timothy, two, one, and two, three people, pray for them every day. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, then you are a leader worth following. But leadership must always be led by love. Amen? Yeah. Praise the Lord, man. Now it's your turn. Knock it out.